and welcome to another episode of the Online Warriors podcast. Uh, as usual, I am Illegal86, and I am joined by the ever-so-lovely Nerd Bomber. Hey everyone, welcome. Is this episode 5.1 now? I think we've, like, lapsed season 4 somehow, without even this realizing is, it. This is season... Wow, I didn't know either. This is season 5. Welcome to season 5. Um, we have gotten rid of Technic 1. No, I'm just kidding. He's here. Hello! And he is... Ever so ready for season five. Uh, I literally just found out that it's season five. Yeah, I this honestly, is... I was going to say 4.11, and I was like, wait a minute. I'm sure we just roll that up to five. This is my... So you're hearing it here first, the same time that we are. Well, I guess you probably you probably read it first when you went to look at the episode. It probably says episode 5.1 with some kind of catchy title afterwards. But anyways, uh, we're here. Nothing else has, has really changed other than we're in season five now. And... Um, Game of Thrones has, has ended, which I know for a lot of people has resulted in a massive like lifestyle change, which we're going to talk about. Um, I feel like we ushered in a new season because like it's before Game of Thrones ended and after Game of Thrones ended. Whoa. Yeah, we want people to associate us with uh, Game of Thrones, and this is one of the best ways to do it, um, along with the fact that Tactic 1 looks a lot like Jon Snow. This is accurate. If you want to actually see this, you can actually go and go and look at Tectic's profile photo on Twitter at OWTectic. He has um, luscious curly hair. He's wearing like a wolf skin. Totally legit. And then just get rid of all of those things, and it's pretty much Jon Snow. Right. He rides a dragon in the show, right? I've never watched the show. He does ride a dragon at one point. Um, We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Uh but first, we should probably get to, like, the mega gaming news. The big, the headliner for this week's Roundtable Roundup, which is the announced partnership between Sony and Microsoft. That's right, kids. Uh, you know how you always fight your friend about how Sony is better than Microsoft or Microsoft is better than Sony? Well, it's time to, time to lay down your weapons and um, join hands or maybe, like, give each other a hug or something. I don't really know. Sing a little um, kumbaya. Right. Uh, just, you know, be happy and, and start becoming better friends with one another. So Microsoft and Sony, I think this was a couple of days ago, or um, certainly not more than a week ago, announced that um, they unveiled a surprising partnership. Um, some people seem to think that it's um, prompted by Google Stadia, which is something that I think we talked about a few episodes ago, which is Google's cloud streaming gaming service. Mm-hmm. So um, Microsoft and Sony have unveiled this partnership um, and they're, they're going to collaborate with a specific focus on uh, cloud solutions for gaming, um, which is interesting. Um, Microsoft, we know has kind of this cloud thing going on already, which is called Zure. Yeah, I think so. Is it? I don't know how to pronounce that word, but I see it everywhere. Like it's one of those words that you read a lot, but you never actually like say it out loud. When you read it in your head, it sounds right too. Mm -hmm. It is Azure. Yes. Um, so that's what it's called. Uh, well, that's what Microsoft's thing is called. Um, Sony has offered uh, PlayStation Now for a few years now. It's a streaming service. I don't actually have it. Um, I heard it's it a pretty like- popular service. Because um, the, the thing that differentiates it from Microsoft's Game Pass is that a lot of the games you actually have to like stream in. You don't download them. And I know that's been one of the biggest issues that people have complained about is that the streaming isn't super great. There's a lot of lag, input lag, and it's not a really great playing experience. 
unless you have super great internet and even then it's still kind of lackluster some people so some people also uh supposedly well they seem to think that um this is also an announcement that's been made um like kind of in preparation for Amazon to enter the fray. Apparently Amazon's also preparing to launch a cloud streaming service. So like everyone's trying to get into this, uh, this avenue of gaming, this cloud streaming stuff, which again, I have never really availed myself of personally. I'm like a good old fashioned console gamer, but I think it's kind of cool to see the two big or two of the big boys working together. Um, it's also worth noting that Microsoft is already working with Nintendo on crossplay gaming, which I didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know but. on the Switch they're trying to bring Xbox Live services so that you can get like achievements, and I think they're trying to help bolster Nintendo's just online play in general because right now they do Nintendo does have their own online service, but it's not super great. So I think they're trying to slowly integrate Xbox Live with the Switch. I know um, Cuphead is one of the first games that's going to have Xbox achievements on the Switch. So yeah, Microsoft is really reaching out, and I think. Maybe this past generation, like with the Xbox 360, they were kind of like the king of the castle. And I think maybe now they're trying to pivot a little bit and in securing um, basically their their top spot as the cloud server owners of gaming, then no matter how their console does, they'll be able to kind of have a hand and a foothold in all of gaming. Well, I have, a, I have another point. If they're helping lift up everyone else to the cloud gaming, that can allow them to increase their prices due to competition. If they don't have competition, then it doesn't really drive anything further from a market standpoint. It benefits them to be competing. I I mean, I think it's great, um, first of all. Like, I, I don't know, and I don't know if it says in this article anywhere, who approached who, or if that's even something that's known. Because um, for all we know, Sony approached Microsoft and was like, hey, you, we think your guys' cloud hardware is really great. Uh, we want to get in on that. Do you want to work together? I, like either way, I think it spells it's a huge positive for like end users like ourselves. Well, um, I think one of the the articles that I was reading about this partnership was that it, it kind of is a win win for both. I mean, I know Microsoft kind of has the big um, the big side of it with the cloud service, but I know Sony. I was reading that they're going to try to integrate the Sony image sensors and semiconductors and try to bolster the technology that Microsoft is currently using for their cloud service. So it sounds like they're going to get some hardware from Sony too. And I mean, I know Microsoft has a lot of hardware and technology advancements, but I think Sony has done a really good job with just like their PSVR and their image recognition that I think it'll help, especially when, if you look at like what they're going to do with the cloud right now, it's just streaming services, but I can see down the road, it turning into some kind of like AI or getting more back into the, what they tried to do with the connect where it was all just like image recognition, driving your gameplay or home experience. So it sounds like we're moving towards ready player one. It could be. I, I mean, we've been hearing about the cloud, like, I don't know for how long I feel like at first, it was made fun of, but now it's being taken much more seriously. So it seems like that's definitely where the direction that things are headed. Um, but I kind of, I kind of want to use this, <laughs> use this, this news about the two companies working together to ask you guys a question that I'm honestly not sure I've ever asked you, which is: so you guys are Xbox One owners and PS4 owners. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be an Xbox One owner and a PS4 owner, and I sold the Xbox One. So my question to you is, if you had to sell one of them, 
disregarding well i guess you can't disregard the games library on them but like I, which one would you sell i i obviously i sold the xbox one because i've had a better experience with sony overall but i was also really like when the 360 was um that when that generation was in play i was a xbox 360 guy so i've kind of gone but i've swung back and forth between the two i don't really have a super strong allegiance right now my allegiance is to sony but depending on how things go down the road i could easily switch back um i haven't been a nintendo guy since the gamecube but i guess i'm kind of wondering where you got if you had to pick a, a side to fight on I would go with Xbox One. I haven't played, I haven't been really in love with the PlayStation console since the PS2. And ever since then, I've just been hardcore into Xbox. So it's, it's always tough for me to get used to the controller when I go back to the, the PS4. Um, so I would sell the PS4. So I know, I know that, uh, I think it's fairly, even among PlayStation fanboys, I think it's like fairly widely accepted that Xbox has the better controller. Like, I think people just tend to like how it feels in their hands, and I don't know. And that's a big like, one never, for me. Actually, I, I, like, I've never cared a whole lot about that. Like, I, so one of the, like, it's interesting, kind of my past with it is, like, I was deciding whether to buy the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4, did a bunch of research into, like, what the exclusives were, like, what the hardware capabilities were, blah, blah, blah. Eventually wound up going with the PlayStation 4 and buying that one, and then, like, three months later, I won an Xbox One for free so so then i kind of got to actively compare both of them and you know for me playstation one but i would mostly point that towards the exclusives that they have that i just tend to enjoy a lot more um see i really like the playstation exclusives and that would be really tough for me to give up but at the same time I've been so ingrained in the Xbox ecosystem at this point, and part of that's because this generation, I just had the Xbox One for a lot longer, but I find that most of my friends that I play with actively are on Xbox One. I have most of my game library on Xbox One. Actually, I just got Games Pass. I don't remember if I brought that up last week, but um, I got the, the $1 deal for three months of Game Pass, and that seems to be like an incredible value. We were playing some games on that. And it just, it, there's a lot of um, more like casual play, I feel like, on Xbox One. Like if if I want to just pick up a game for 10 minutes to 30 minutes, I can do that. Whereas most of the stuff on the PlayStation is a little bit lengthier of a game. And I really love the immersive single player games. But as I'm getting older, I feel like I have less time for those and more time for like the the quick online social experiences that the xbox gives me i can definitely get on board with slash agree with that that like general synopsis of like xbox has a lot of these more like quicker casual more social just online games where like playstation i mean i guess i haven't explored that field too much because as like as gaming goes i am the kind of person that when i sit down to game i'm gonna sit down for at least an hour and i'm gonna like dive into some pretty thick story and like so i'm like the games that you mentioned that are like more intensive on the ps4 that's like kind of my wheelhouse so that's probably why i gravitated in that in that direction myself um i think the interesting thing too like if i'm talking about vr though obviously like playstation vr in terms of console kind of offers me something that the xbox really hasn't even touched yeah, so that was the next thing I was going to mention. Is... But with the o- Oculus Quest coming out, I mean, that's a, that's a standalone VR system. I think it actually just dropped today. 
we haven't talked about that on the cast, but it's it's basically a wire-free, no computer or console needed standalone system to play VR. And at the price point that it came out at, I think it's $399. It's not too far off from the PSVR. So if I had to get rid of a console, of I would keep the Xbox. And then if I needed VR, probably drift towards Oculus. Hmm. Okay, so you guys are Xboxers and I'm a I'm a PS boy. But I love them all. Oh, like I, I don't have really an allegiance to one console or another. I, I used to probably like four years ago or five years ago when I had to decide what console I really wanted. I was super hardcore like, oh, I'm an Xbox person. But now that I have all of them, they all have equally great games, equally great benefits. They're just different systems for different types of play. Don't ask me to pick my well, favorite child. How terrible. <laughs> well, and it's actually, it's funny. I feel like we should also make mention of the Switch because you guys have that as well. And like, I, like I mentioned before, well, the last Nintendo system I had was the GameCube. Love the GameCube. Uh, one of my favorite consoles ever. Um, but like with Wii and Wii U, I didn't have much interest in like getting back in it when I when I saw those. But the Switch, like, there's something about the Switch that like I I want it. Well, the Switch like, I've thought gives about you, buying it a few times. It gives you the simplicity, and not to say that Nintendo games are simple, but it gives you that like party, um, not super graphic type of game that you've come to know and love from Nintendo. For all of eternity, but it also has some of the powers so you can play like the top tier games that you want to play. And just the fact that it's portable is super neat. I, I do find that we only really use it for um, like co-op play. I've rarely used it to play a single player game. I find myself playing like Mario Kart or like Let's Go Eevee together. Not so much just sitting down and just playing Nintendo Switch by myself. Oh, I've, I've played when... Uh... Nerd Bomber here is uh, playing, and I don't want to go into one of the other rooms to play PlayStation or Xbox. I will grab the Switch and just sit on the couch and play Sonic Forces. It's a great game. See, I've always associated Nintendo, and I don't know if this is actually true, but, like, for me, when I think of Nintendo, I think of platformers. I think of, like, Banjo-Kazooie, and you you mentioned Sonic and Mario and and those things, and obviously Pokemon is another one that I kind of missed out on. But, like... I would love, and and you mentioned touch on the portability too. I would use a Switch for, as like a surrogate Game Boy almost, or like if I'm like laying in bed and don't want to get out of bed and go and go to the PlayStation. Like that sounds so sad, but like I feel like there would be an actual place where that would fit into my gaming life. And um, I mean, it really is. And I've thought about like using it in bed. I've just never actually done it yet. And I'm sure now that summer is on the horizon. I can totally see myself like chilling in the garage with my deck door thrown open or the garage door thrown open and just like playing in there to take advantage of the nice weather if I still want to play a game. So in summary, we have different opinions, but it it doesn't matter because eventually these companies are all going to be working together and it's already started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Um, think it'll be really interesting to see how just the console wars, quote unquote, as we know them, are going to progress into the next generation because with all of these new partnerships, I really don't think it's going to be that divisive like it used to be. And do you guys ever think that you would see like the Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation or like the PlayStation Plus, not Plus, PlayStation Now? 
I think it is, right? Yeah. On yeah. Xbox. Do you ever think that would happen or that they would combine platforms somehow? Um, I, boy, that's a good question. Like, I would love it. I would really love the ability to have cross-platform play in the sense of, like, if you guys are playing a game on Xbox One and I want to play it with you on PlayStation 4, I can, we can do that. You I know, mean, like, they've, they've done me, it with Xbox and PC games. I don't, I don't see why right. it's a stretch. And to me, that's as far as, like, that's as far as the blend needs to go functionally. Like, if I was, if I was an Xbox One owner, I wouldn't necessarily care if it had PlayStation Now on it or not. I would, I would like probably get Game Pass or something um, instead. And like, I would just like the ability to, for everyone to play with everyone else. And I mean, that's something yeah. even, not even exclusive games, but like games like Rocket League, when cross-platform play started coming to that, like I was just so excited because right now it really did feel like you lived in a bubble. If you were an Xbox person, you lived on a bu- like in a bubble. And even if you wanted to play Rocket League and you had both systems, you were kind of confined to the system that you had it on. So even if all of your friends were on PlayStation, but that one moment in time you bought it on Xbox, it kind of felt like you were punished for choosing a side. And I would love to see in the next generation those strict lines kind of fading away. That would be so great to me. I'd just like, like to buy an X Station DS, you know? Just well, and three. like like you said, Tectic, like, it's not too much. I don't think it's too much to ask. Like, I, I really don't. Like, for, for a game like Call of Duty especially, where, like, the, the game is what it is, no matter what console you're on, just let people play together. I don't know. I don't. I'm not super clear on what the barriers are there. What the roadblocks are, tech, as as far as like technical challenges, or if it's literally just they don't like each other. Um, I agree. One thing. One thing I will say is that the announcement of the partnership arguably has been prompted by Google Stadia, and I just don't see that as a huge threat. So like, I'm I'm glad they're together. But I don't. If it's if it's for that reason, I think that's kind of silly. I couldn't agree more because if you think about it, so if you're Xbox and you're standing alone, you have franchises and I know they've been criticized for having a lot of first party games this generation, but you still have those core franchises in Halo, Gears of War, et cetera, et cetera. PlayStation, you're known for all of these fantastic single player games. And if you're Google, even if you have the cloud platform that blows everyone else out of the water, if you don't have these games on it, if you don't have that flagship game, what is the real threat? Because really, what we're even what we were discussing before, what really drove our console decisions was the type of game that we wanted to play. And if Google doesn't have that, you have no reason to be there. Yeah, for me, that's the first and foremost thing, and, and it will probably, you know, barring some major hardware differential, which I really doubt would happen in a given generation, like that will continue to drive my decision making. You know, whenever I buy a console, I, I honestly. Could not say when that will be at this point. I, you know, obviously not counting the Switch, which I just mentioned, like maybe eventually wanting to get. Um, but as far as like next gen goes, you know, obviously I, I've been hearing a lot about the next PlayStation. And we actually, did we talk about this last week or the week before? We talked about it pretty recently. Yep. Um, I just saw another video today that was like on video that was like touting how fast you can move through the city in Spider-Man, which we talked about. And like, it looks unbelievable. So, but I'm sure, like I'm sure, Xbox is has their own sort of stuff cooking up, and they'll come out with a video that's equally as impressive, if not more. So we'll just have to wait and see. So, one last thing before we move on, I just kind of want to gauge your guys' opinion. 
Moving forward into the far future, so next generation, we know that both PlayStation and Xbox are going to have gaming systems. But moving on into the forward future, do you ever think that Xbox may just become um, like the flagship online service, knowing that Nintendo and PlayStation, those were never really their strong suits, and that they would become more of like a cloud-based platform and like basically a library of games that then is on PlayStation and Nintendo hardware. Do you ever think that any of these companies will get out of the hardware game completely? That's like, that's in my opinion, that's like saying that, do you think that Microsoft would would have been the only one to be CDs and Nintendo and PlayStation were going to stay on, say, cartridge gaming systems? I think that's the future. They're all going that direction. There is no flagship. They're all going to be there. I would, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that simply because, I again, I, th- I think it's a known fact that uh, these game companies, Sony, Microsoft, when they make consoles, when they sell a console, they lose money. Every time they sell a console, they make the money back on games. So if they can cut out the hardware aspect that's costing them however much. But I mean, someone has to make the hardware, more. right? I suppose. Um Right, but if yeah. they don't have the disk reader, all the mechanisms involved, yes, there's hardware in your processor and all your your computing power. But now you've 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 nicked some of it and made your bill of materials, I guess, cheaper. So, and at the end of the end, then they don't have to sell CDs. They can just push out content quicker and get updates quicker. I don't know. Yeah. What if? I mean, eventually, it's probably just going to be like like just a small brick, like an Apple TV or something that just like, it's basically just like a little hard drive and you just, you get stuff from the cloud and there's not much else to do. And it's, okay, yeah, if it's, they're, if they're streaming it too, all of your servicing power is not really on the console. It's, it's done on the servers, wherever you're streaming it from. All right. your computing so, it's power. Like, so yeah, they cut out a ton of hardware then. Cut out a ton of hardware and like, but, but I don't, I don't think the whole idea of like buy this, playstation brick like i think every company is still going to have their own piece of hardware i think it's probably just going to be well hopefully it'll be less expensive and um you know it'll be smaller and it'll have fewer moving parts like you said but they're each company is still going to have their own um i wish that part would go away but i'm not sure that it will i'm skeptical at best is, is where i guess i'll leave that all right um let's talk about the Game of Thrones. Is it the Game of... It's just Game of Thrones. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, it's just Game of Thrones. Um, so, Game of Thrones ended this week. Um, I have never seen a single episode of the show. I know people are mad about it, generally. Are you guys caught up, or are you, like, still catching? I know at one point you were watching it, but I don't know if you've caught up. Well, with the spoilers on the internet, we're definitely caught up on what's happened and why people are, are upset at it. But actually watching and seeing every episode, we are not caught up yet. Yeah, I think we're somewhere so, in, like, season six. Yeah, so Game of Thrones is, like... I I was talking to... my So my girlfriend loves Game of Thrones. And, like, also, like, almost everyone I've ever met in my life loves Game of Thrones because it's Game of Thrones. And I've been talking to people about it, and I, as I hear the descriptions of the characters and like read stuff on Twitter every week, I was like, I was spoilers. Can I say just spoilers? I mean, at this point, I feel like there's no such thing as a Game of Thrones spoiler. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the entire plot of the show is out there. Right, because like I don't watch the show, but I know everything that happened because I'm like on the internet. 
It's like there's there's like it's not like Endgame at all. It's it's almost a little bit like The Walking Dead is a show a show I would liken it to is like their fans just have no sense of like spoilers and like at this point why why even need why do you even need to worry about spoiling because everyone on earth watches it. Um but I like a couple weeks ago I think I was talking to someone about Bran Stark and they were like, Yeah, he's like he has his powers and I was like, He'll he'll end up on the throne in the end. This seems to make sense to me. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about. And their response was, nah, he's such an insignificant character. Why would they make him the 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 throne holder? And then they saw the like episodes just slowly get worse. I don't know. I've heard so much. Like I, I guess I shouldn't comment too much on it because I don't watch the show. But so none of us are really caught up. So I don't want to talk about it too much and the ending speculation and what could have been done better. But I think the real story that's come out of it is the petition that fans are basically livid about the way that the show ended. And I think now the petition has hit like one million people have signed this thing, trying to beg HBO to completely redo the last season of Game of Thrones, which is absurd. Yeah, it's I haven't actually read the petition. I've just read things about the petition, but apparently it's like real snarky. Like it's like remake the series eighth season with competent writers instead of the two guys who have been doing it the entire time. Um, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, which Incidentally, everything I've heard about those guys is that they're great. They're great showrunners. Um, and the, the reason they were chosen is that when they first met with George R. R. Martin to like talk about maybe producing the series, they were able to talk to him about the, the books and predict things that hadn't yet happened. So like that kind of sold George R. R. Martin on it. Um, I think where it really went downhill is I've heard that HBO offered the showrunners to have like full length seasons for the last two seasons and the showrunners were just like ready to move on. So they declined and then now the seasons were shortened and people are kind of upset because everything felt rushed. The character development arcs didn't really seem to take place. Things just kind of happened. They felt like the showrunners wasted time or were sloppy. There were the whole water bottle fiascos and coffee cup fiascos. Where people kept finding them in shots of the show, which, like, I don't know. People are, like, outraged that they left those in there. But in my opinion, I don't know. It's kind of funny. You don't care. I'm not that upset about it. Like, stuff happens. I don't know. You know, what I I am excited for and I like to look forward to is I'm hoping George R. R. Martin takes this as a, hey, I can give the fans what they want and increase sales of my books by giving the alternate ending that they prefer in my books because I haven't finished them yet. Hint, hint, shove, shove. Well, there's a little part of me. Um, so George R. R. Martin has been like waiting, not waiting, but he's been working on the last couple books of the series for what feels like eternity. And I feel like part of me was, or part of him was waiting for the show to be over and people to react to how that ended so that he would know what to kind of stay away from or so that he would be able to change it up significantly and catch people off guard. Because think about it, there's no better way to get people to read your book than to have a very unsatisfying conclusion to the TV show and then have people buy your book hoping that it might turn out differently in the end. That's a pretty decent theory. I mean, I have a different theory, which I hinted at when I was talking to you guys earlier today, about why George R. R. Martin has not yet finished the books. And I think he may never finish the books. And 
for me, it boils down to, so, so my exposure to Game of Thrones outside of just hearing all the stuff about the show on the internet is back when the show became popular. Um, I think around back when the show became popular, I was in a Barnes and Noble, shout out to Barnes and Noble, not a sponsor. Um, and I was, it was one of those situations where I was like waiting for someone else or something. And I was just like sitting around and they had those like easy chairs and I picked up Game of Thrones and sat down and was like, I, maybe I'll like, maybe I'll like this. It seems like it's up my alley. Like I love Lord of the Rings and all that. And I read like the first 10 or 20 pages and within those 10 to 20 pages, I mean, fans of the show and the books will know that within those 10 to 20 pages, probably like 30 to 40 characters were introduced. And I was like, that's too much. I'm done with this forever. And I haven't watched a single episode or read the book since because I have a character limit. I just cannot keep that many threads straight in my head for better or for worse. Maybe I'm just a dummy, but that's always been my block with it. I also think that that's probably his block with ending it is when you have so many threads to tie off or tie together or cut. Um, what you will get if you try to do that in any sort of reasonable way is something that looks like what happened in the show. And I, I think the show had a, a number of flaws. So I don't want to just fully ascribe it to the preponderance of characters, but like, I think when you have this many characters that people care about writing and ending is next to impossible. I, I think that it's a problem that George R. R. Martin created for himself and I have no sympathy for him. But um, I mean, but, it doesn't seem like he's even trying to wrap anything up, though, because one of the other news article or news bits from this week, and I think it actually, um, I think this was noted sometime today, is that George R. R. Martin is helping From Software create a new open world RPG using Norse mythology themes, and I think he's also signed on to help write a few TV shows and movies too. Like this guy is trying to do literally anything but finish the books. And there's even a, a, a prequel that might happen for Game of Thrones. I think the prequel was like a definitive it's happening kind of thing. I mean, why wouldn't it happen? That's just a money factory. But like, yeah, he has no interest in finishing it. I mean, would you have interest in finishing it? It Like at this point, you're making gobs of money. Finishing that set of novels is, for reasons that I've already mentioned, extremely hard. But like, you can just go write a video game and call it a day. I say we crowdsource the ending to those books. The internet is a fantastic place to get exactly the best ending it deserves. I mean, I think like Pokemon plays Twitch. Everyone just writes one word at a time. It'll definitely end up happening that way because I feel like th- if he doesn't finish these books soon, he will probably die before we see the end of it. And not to be morbid, but... Like, he's not getting any younger. And well, and, or a fan will kill him. Probably that, too. It's just, I feel like it's going to be, I think, what was it, the Wheel of Time series? Not Wheel of Time. There was some sci-fi yeah. book series that ended up being finished by someone else because the original author passed on before the series could be finished. And I feel like that's really going to happen. But as a self-respecting author, like, I have an author friend and I know she gets really into her characters. And wouldn't you just want to f- see the end of the story for them? Wouldn't you want to finish it and see it through? I know this author friend. Shout out to Nerd Bomber's author friend, who I also kind of know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, I suppose that's a good point if you like take pride in in the work 
that you've done and the thing that you've created, then you'd probably like feel this impetus to like finish it. But oftentimes you can't feel pride when you're like just getting hit with like a avalanche of money. I don't know how much money is George R. 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 Martin making off all this. I don't know. I, maybe he's not making as much as I think, but like he should be making a lot of money because I feel like if not, if not just on the TV show alone, like all of the book signings he's probably done, all of the licensing deals. Think about all of the merchandise that's out there for Game of Thrones. Like he's got to be raking in something. Right. It's just the, the the branding. Like every time someone posts like a Game of Thrones meme, he probably like makes like a nickel or something, you know. <laughs> He's probably loaded at this. If, if that's the case, that he's very rich. Um, but yeah, he's making a game, so I guess he's gonna go that way now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it um, sounds. I think it'll be a really interesting game because, as you said, like he's really good at making characters. Maybe not seeing them through, but he's really good at establishing characters. He's a world builder, right? He establishes like the world of Westeros is so dynamic and real feeling. That I, I think that's what engaged a lot of people in the TV show and the books to begin with. So I could really see him having a, a good narrative influence on a video game and making it kind of successful and really fleshed out. Side note, I would love Sorry. to play Dungeons and Dragons with him and have him be the dungeon master because I feel like it would be amazing. Just put it out there, George R.R. R. Martin, if you ever want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Side note on that on that last thing you just said. Um I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before, but why would you ever want to be the dungeon master? You don't get to play. Yeah, but you get to build a world and, and establish the rules and kind of feel it out. It's awesome. Well, that's that, that's a whole other issue. Is like, what if like your friends like kill the main bad guy in like ten minutes, and you're like, well, that was lame, and then you just like you're like, no, it doesn't count. I'm rewriting the rules. I don't understand Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I'm basically trying to say here. Never you have to figure it out. There's a lot of really good podcasts out there where they do a lot of like live playthroughs where you can listen to it and kind of get a good feel for it. But it's basically like no matter what ends up happening in your story, if you have a good DM, they'll kind of redirect you and put more obstacles or another good storyline in front of you. Well, uh, regardless of that, um, I, for, for one thing I want to mention, I don't know if you mentioned it, the article I have says that that he's going to be making this game with the creator of Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. uh, is that is that true? Because like Dark Souls is like a big deal. Yeah, that is based true. Based on my understanding, um, it's supposed to be really hard. I guess I've never played it personally, but I know a bunch of people that have, and it's also like kind of in the same realm of like like the same genre as R. R. Martin is clearly able to write stories in. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, I think it'll like end up being a really, really good hard. game. Yeah, I mean. Certainly seems promising, um, if that's your cup of tea. So, with that Game of said, Thrones, we, we, we did it. We talked about Game of Thrones. We're culturally re relevant. Now, um, do you guys do you guys like podcasts by any means? Love a good podcast. Yeah, I actually I hate podcasts. Well, this is awkward because you are on a podcast right now. Yeah, I'm doing this to try and like warm my way into like you know. Uh, defeat from within, I guess you could say. Take him down from the inside. Well, exactly. Okay, so Tactic, did you know that there is an app that will pay you to listen to podcasts? I did. It's Podcoin. I actually downloaded it since last week, and I've been listening to podcasts to be a dungeon master for Dungeons and Dragons. 
Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, if, if the listeners don't know, Podcoin is a free app on iPhone and Android, and it actually pays you to listen to podcasts. So you get Podcoin for listening to podcasts every minute that you listen, and then eventually you can cash out your Podcoin to get Amazon gift cards, other gift cards, or even donate it to charity. We use the Podcoin app over here to listen to our favorite podcasts, and you can too. If you go to the Podcoin app, you can sign up and use our invite code, Online Warriors, all one word, and you'll get 300 Podcoin just for signing up. That's 300 Podcoin just for signing up using our code. So uh, go give the app a try. Let us know what you think. Boy, that sounds pretty good. Maybe, maybe even though I hit podcast, I'll I'll give it a try. And and now we have a few words from our friends over at Dem Fancy Dinosaurs. Hey guys, it's Kyle and Nick, and we're from Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, a weekly comedy podcast revolving around movies, TV shows, and pop culture. We release a new episode every Thursday, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Why did you say that like a question? I don't know. Okay, anyway, yes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any of the podcatchers. Or you can look up www.demfancydinosaurs.com. Thanks, guys. Stay fancy and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so... uh... Ad, ad break over. Did everyone go to the bathroom, freshen up? Good. Got Good. some water. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling, I'm falling rehydrated. Uh, let's talk about uh, Batman. Let's just talk about him. There's no, no real, no real angle here. No, we should talk about uh, the recent news that there are two finalists to be the next Batman um, in Matt Reeves' movie that's coming up. I don't know. I think next year sometime. Um, our Pat, the man you know as Edward Cullen, uh, is reportedly a finalist along with Nicholas Holt, who uh, I think Nerd Bomber has some strong feelings about him. He was uh, He's in the new X-Men movies. He plays Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy, is that his name? Beast? And, yeah, I think uh, so. He's also in, he was in Mad Max, Fury Road, which is pretty good. Um, and he's in, right now he's in the movie Tolkien, which I'm actually going to see tomorrow, fun fact. Um so I don't know, like, first of all, I mean, obviously people have a lot of feelings about Robert Pattinson, given the Twilightness, but like, he's also done a lot of other movies and he's like reportedly a very good actor. I don't really have a whole lot of exposure to him, so I don't really know myself. Um, I guess I just want to know from you guys, like, who you would rather have of those two. There's no, Assuming there's no other choices, I don't think either choice is great. I'll say that. I think they're both way too pasty. So I have very strong feelings. I think between the two of them, I would definitely go for Robert Pattinson. First of all, his jawline is like, if you covered the top half of his head with a mask, that jawline really screams Batman to me. Chiseled. It's very chiseled. And he really does have a lot of good acting chops. He's done a lot of indie movies, like you mentioned, since his Twilight days. And he's really grown i think as an actor it's very surprising i think most people had an immediate visceral reaction like no twilight bad and like okay those movies were bad but you have to realize i think that was 10 15 years ago now that those movies came out maybe not that long but it was quite a while and he's a completely different person like think back to how you were at school at work 10 15 years ago not the same 
And well, I was exactly the same. Well, that is interesting because no, you would be a child. <laughs> My voice was this deep when I was in middle school. Was, people were put out by it. That would be kind of creepy, to be totally honest. But Nicholas Holt, there's something too soft about him. Yeah, I was, I, I was just going to say, I tend to agree with you with Robert Patterson because Nicholas, Nicholas Holt, his eyes are just too gentle and kind you need like a hard stare and and robert patterson has that and as much as i don't want to say it i'm gonna say it he he's perfect for it this is kind of an interesting pick and i like it now okay first of all i think it should be nicholas holt but (laughs) well we can agree that you're wrong so i i will say that nicholas holt he got a baby face his face if you took his head and put it on a baby's body i'd be like yep like he looks like there's a there's a Snapchat filter that turns you into a baby, which my girlfriend loves to do that to me, make me into a baby. If if it, you put that filter on him, it wouldn't do anything because he just already has a baby face. I could see him for Dick Grayson, maybe, but not Batman. Right. I was thinking like he would make a really good some form of Robin, but as Batman, he just doesn't seem he just doesn't seem muscular enough. And I, I know you can hit the gym and change a lot of that, but there's just something too soft about him. In general, even in his roles where he is more lean, he just doesn't pull off the Batman look. And honestly, I don't even see the Playboy aspect. Like, Robert Pattinson can clean up and be, pull off like the tux Playboy kind of thing that Bruce Wayne has going on. But he, like, Nicholas Holt just kind of looks like a little kid. He'd look like a little kid in dad's suit. I, mm, you're making fine points. I my my main motivation. First of all, again, I haven't seen any Robert Pattinson movies, and that includes the Twilight movies. Um, <laughs> Tactic just sent me a picture of Nicholas Holt, just to have me like look at him. Um, but like, I love Nicholas Holt in in Mad Max Fury Road. That was like for me that that like I think I've seen one of the X Men movies that he was in, but like that's my main exposure to him, and I really I really liked him in it. Um, I mean, obviously, he can't play Robin because then Batman and Robin would be like the same exact age, and I don't really think that makes sense. Um, I think we're we're sleeping on who the real Batman should be. Um, and also bearing in mind that Christian Bale gained like a hundred pounds to become Batman, so like I think Nicholas Holt could put the put the put the muscle on, but it really should be Nicholas Cage. Oh, That's God. my stop with him. I will never stop with him. Um, or, uh, shout out to what's the other what's that cast that uh, we're friends with that loves Nicholas Cage? Oh, Cage's Kiss podcast. Yeah, shout out to Cage's Kiss. Um, I want to kiss. I want to kiss you and Nicholas Cage. Um, and he is just such man. a creepy human being. This is a weird tangent, but he is just such a creepy human being. As he's gotten older, he has only gotten creepier. He can be so okay. So you know how like the Chris Nolan trilogy, which I love, in the last one, Bruce Wayne's kind of like old and like decrepit, and like he has to like put that thing on his knee to like kick people and stuff. Mm-hmm. He like got some gray going on. That should be so like they'll have like our pass first, and then like two movies later they'll bring in they'll bring in the cage. Well, we'll all be able to get in the cage and uh, watch him go to town on Batman. Um. So you just agreed that R. Patterson will be the the Batman. I think Robert Pattinson will will get the role. I 
I don't necessarily agree with it. I I think I, I gotta tell you, I think it might just be because I'm more like how Nicholas Holt like if you put Nicholas Holt's face next to Robert Pattinson's face and we're like, who do you wanna kiss? I'd pick Nicholas Holt. Also, if you put their faces next to each other and put little Batman masks over them. I don't know. I mean, I agree with you said with what you said about Robert Pattinson's jawline, but I think Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt. <laughs> damn it! I keep thinking about Nicolas Cage being Batman. It's throwing me off. Um, I think Nicholas Holt would look better in the Batman mask. You know, let me do a quick Google because someone has probably already done this. Someone's probably already put Nicholas Holt's face in a Batman mask. So I'm just gonna do a quick Google image search, and. No, it hasn't happened yet. I know they've done one for Robert Pattinson, and it basically proves my point that he would make a really good Batman. I Robert Pattinson has this thing going on with his like face, where like it always looks like you know how like you can like suck your cheeks in. Mm-hmm. He's always doing that. Yeah, I can he would, see that. He would be a good scarecrow. You know how, like, you know Killian Murphy from the Chris Nolan movies, how he was Scarecrow? Robert Pattinson looks like him, and he should be. It should be him. He should be Scarecrow. Um, I don't know. We'll seemingly find out soon enough uh, who's, who gets the role. Obviously, it would be a big deal for whoever gets it. I heard that they're um, going to go through, like, a really super in-depth casting process where they're going to do, like, screen tests and a lot of different, like, meetings and vigorous like costume test to see who will fit the Batman role the rest because they really don't want to screw it up after Batfleck. Yeah, Batfleck was a miss for me. I don't know why exactly Ben Affleck didn't work. I don't know if it was the writing, if it was the whole dark tone, or if it was just like his like body or face or the costume. It, it, there's so many things it could have been for me that like I just don't know. I think it also came too soon off the heels of Christian Bale's Batman. And, like, you saw that really, really good Batman. And then, like, Ben Affleck wasn't terrible, but, like you said, it was probably a combination of the writing, the tone, the costume, and everything. But it was just too soon. And it was too visible of a comparison between Christian Bale and Batfleck. And it just wasn't good. Like, I think Batfleck... I don't know if his muscles were too big or just he was just like too big. Like I think he was it, so physically imposing. I think it was just the plot of everything. I think he, he could have, it could have been any design of the character. It's the plot, the whole, your mom's Martha, my mom's Martha. We're friends. <laughs> well, right. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like to me, and obviously it's, be, it's because of the time it came out, but like Shin Bale Batman, I think might just always be the Batman that I most love but i also think that like they got him so right i think they did like people made fun of the voice and everything but like i think they just did such a good such a good job so it'll be interesting to see if matt reeves and whoever becomes the new batman are able to top that um speaking of topping others well we have some uh exciting news well i'm gonna go through the fantasy movie league first because i want to make sure we get to it okie dokie um, because we have humongous news this week. Guys, we have new members. It's not just us anymore. We have so many there, new members. There are other people, and at least one of them is literally already beating me. Yeah, like, so 
We had one new person get in for last week's round of fantasy movie. Um, so let me just pull this up. I know Shout out to at LAFC Devin. That's who it is. We also had two new people join since the week locked down. Um, we have our friends over at Dem Fancy Dinosaurs, who you heard from earlier. They joined the league. And then mm. we also had a new person join in today. Oh, um, really? Yes, we did. Well, let me see. We had... Um, oh, maybe they're not in here anymore. Yeah, that person I, I, I currently cannot see. So we someone ghosted us. But that's okay. We've got two new people. Um, and the one that I mentioned, the person who got in in time for this week, got in and immediately came in first for that week. Shout out to Devin Reed 08. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little salty, but clearly you're good at this. You came to play, and I respect it. Um, oh, I did find I the logged... other person. Um, Mike Hoff, eighty four. Welcome to the Cineplex. Welcome to Mike Hoff. Uh, you will probably beat me next week because I can do no right. Um, I came in. I think I came in last this, this past week, which should really not surprise anybody at this point. Um, let's check the tape. Yes, I came in last place. Um, unless you count them fancy, and I don't think they had time to submit a Cineplex. Um, I didn't think that John Wick 3 was going to work out. I don't really know why I thought that. I just didn't think that. And clearly, clearly that was where I made a mistake. Um, yeah, that really hit big. I was kind of surprised. So I had never seen any of the John Wick movies. So I didn't really think John Wick 3 would be as big as it ended up being, but I heard so many good things about the movie all weekend on Twitter from just people in real life. Um, not that everyone on Twitter is in real life, but like people I know outside of the internet, just a lot of people really liked the movie. So now I'm kind of intrigued and I want to see John Wick. Yeah, I've that series has been on my list for a while. Like I haven't seen any of the movies, but they are like right up my alley in terms of like just a cool action movie. Um, John Wick 4 already announced as well. So clearly that's going well. Um, what's not going well is my endeavors in the fantasy movie league. Uh, Tectic came in third this week, Nerd Bomber in second. And as I already mentioned, Devin Reed um, barely edged out Nerd Bomber. Um, but I lost a lot of ground this week. So looking at the overall, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in, you could say I'm in some trouble. I'm in third place. I'm 10 minutes. 20 million? 20 million away from, from Tectic, and I think there's two weeks to go. So, with Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day weekend coming up, it's it's do or die time for for, for Illegal 86. Gotta get some heavy hitters in there. Forever second place. What's up? We are approaching the end of season two of our Fantasy Movie League. Um, we have this coming Memorial Day weekend and then one final week, and then we'll see what they'll be starting season three. So, that will be the best time to get in on the ground floor, make sure you beat us. Um, you know, feel the pride of, of beating me. And well, I guess beating all of us. So you shouldn't feel much pride from beating me. I'm probably not very good at this. Um, yeah. So if you want to, if you want to find the league, um, look for online warriors podcast on the fantasy movie league. And the password is podcast, all one word, lowercase. You should be able to get in. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you beat us, you know, you'll, we'll do what we just did, which is shout you out on the podcast. So that is one reason among many to get in on this action. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. Um, we can kind of, well, should we, 
do what are you up to Wednesday? Yeah, we got to do what are you up to Wednesday. We have to we have to know uh, what home improvement project Tactic has been working on. Uh, so let's start with him. Okay, well, real quick with that then. The biggest one is we've been <laughs> building our own desk to upgrade our podcast station. So soon we'll have a fully upgraded office to be able to handle better qu- podcast quality, we're hoping. Um, but that's all I'm going to say now. No spoilers until it's actually ready and revealed. Plus, I don't want to sign myself up for anything. But been, what was really exciting was we played this new game on the Xbox One, and it's called Humans Fall Flat. And I tell you, it is the most goofy, fumbly puzzle game that you will have the most fun playing. So the premise of the game is you're you're this person, and it's it has co-op options. So me and Nerd Bomber have been playing in co-op. And you just grab onto things and try to solve puzzles. But really what I like to do is while Nerd Bomber is trying to solve puzzles, I grab onto her character and just have her drag me while she's trying to get things done. And it frustrates the snot out of her and brings me enjoyment. Literally snot? The snot. Oh, yeah. Like, so you're... You're basically this jelly figure, and you fall over so easily, and I'll be, like, at the tippy top of this mountain that I've spent, like, five to ten minutes climbing, and Tactic just kind of slaps his sticky hand on me and then drags me down, and it is the <laughs> most frustrating thing. I'm sure we'll have some, like, game clips to share on our it's social like media. like real life. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. It's exactly like real life. It's just in he a video game. He his sticky hand on you. Yep. Yeah, it's gross. This it's one of those games where you can definitely play intoxicated, and you should definitely try to play intoxicated. Unless you're underage, in which case we advocate that you don't try to do that. Or unless you're driving, in which case you shouldn't be drinking or playing video games. I mean, that's just extremely irresponsible. Very true. We don't advocate that. Um, Nerd Bomber, anything to add? Uh, not to that, but for my What Are You Up To Wednesday, I'm literally going to be talking about what I've done today. So Sonic, or Team Sonic Racing finally came out. I've been talking about this game forever. I feel like I pre-ordered it forever ago. So I pre-ordered it on Amazon, showed up in the mail today, and I was playing it pretty much since the time I got home until, right up until we did our podcast. And it is fantastic. There are some little things that I'm not sure I like so far. Um, like the upgrade system in, uh, Sega or Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed, which was the old game back on the, the last generation of consoles. Um, you could see your character leveling up more. And here they've kind of taken a, 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 tact where you're like unlocking basically aesthetic stuff and some car mods as you continue along in the game. And I think I kind of had more motivation when I was leveling up my character. But for the most part, I really do like the game. And there's this new team dynamic where you're racing, but you are racing on a team. So there's three players on your team, whether it's AI or you're playing with tactic. And you're basically trying, you get points based on where your team members finish in the standings. So even if you come in first, if your team members are coming in last, then you're not going to win overall because the points are ranked as a team. So there's a lot of cool new features, like you get to swap um, You when you're driving, kind of like in Mario Kart, 
you get like collectibles and weapons and power ups. So you get to like borrow power ups from people or give other people on your team power ups. They have this new like slingshot ability where you have a, a little lane behind you. And if your teammates follow behind you in your slipstream, then they can slingshot ahead. It's just a lot of really cool new team oriented things. And I didn't know how it would work out, but so far I'm really enjoying it. For those of you who've watched Talladega Nights, they've included the shake and bake feature. Oh my gosh. What a film. Um, that sounds like a cool, the idea of team racing is very interesting to me. It sounds super cool. Um, I thought it was interesting how you said that you can play on a team with either AI or Tectic. So you, yeah. can, you can't play with any other players. No, just, just AI or Tactic. That's all you got. Yeah, guys, I'll He's be ready to play. He's on a 24-hour call. <laughs> <laughs> He's always just sitting on the game just waiting for people. And if you want to be on his team, you got to make sure you show up first. So but with, get it. With respect to the car customization, they've really added a lot of options. Like you can have your custom color vehicles, kind of making it more competitive with the way Mario Kart, Mario Kart does it where – they have all these. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they have all these oh, options, no. but but it goes beyond that even with the colors and things like that. So very exciting. We're we're happy to continue to delve into it and see what new features they've added. Now, not to dwell on this, but you do you say Wario or Wario? Okay, can we stop? <laughs> what would you really say? It's Wario. Okay, how does that make any sense? Oh, you know what? We shouldn't do this now. We should do this off the air with uh, all the time we need for this discussion. This is going to take a while. And I also don't want to don't want to embarrass you any more than I already have. Um, my what I've been up to is I feel like it's a lot more of what I'm about to be up to because like I haven't done it's 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 grad party season. So like last week and last weekend I went to like two different grad parties for two different with like two different sets of people, and that just like. Just, you know, took up some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing some reading. I'm still going on the Stephen King's Bill Hodges trilogy. Um, I'm on book two now, Finders Keepers. Strongly recommend it. It's a great summer read. Um, but as far as this week goes, tomorrow I'm seeing Tolkien, which I mentioned. Uh, very excited about that. And then Friday, very excited about this. Going to give more of an update next week on how it goes. But um, I'm participating in what many of you would probably call a LAN party. Well, that's nice. exciting. For local area network. So um going to be playing some Halo with like probably a group of like 10 to 12 people. Um, and I'll be, I'll give a full statistics report next week on how poorly I performed relative to everybody else. So you have that to look forward to. Right now, what you have to look forward to is the weekly game show hosted by Nerdbomber. All right. So in our little group chat where we discuss the podcast, um, Illegal had made a joke that there there was a, a meme where it was basically, like, can you tell the difference between a sloth and a rye bread roll or something like that? Basically like a pastry. Chocolate croissant. Yes. So in lieu of that, while that would be very difficult to do a visual quiz on a audio podcast. Um, Plus I would win. We are going to do a game show based around sloth facts. So I've, I dug up a bunch of like numerical sloth facts. So we're going to do it the way we normally do, where you try to get as close as you possibly can. Um, in terms, this isn't a ranking type of game. It's basically going to be like Price is Right style, where you get as close as you can without going over in each. Okay. So we don't, we don't want to go over. You do not want to go over. Okay. Okay. So 
We'll start it off with the first one. And I don't know if we want to start with five, but I have 10 total sloth facts. So if we do five and we want to keep going, I've got them ready. I love it. Okay. So the first sloth fact question. How much muscle mass does the average sloth have? What's the units? You want like a percent? In percentage. Sorry. In percentage. Should have clarified. So what percentage of a sloth's total weight is muscle? Yep. Okay, uh, Tactic, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, let me start by saying, if you, you could pick any animal in the animal kingdom, and I would probably know more about that animal than I know about sloths. I don't know anything about sloths. I'm not an expert on sloths. I barely even know what they look like. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, they don't, you might be trying to like trick us with this, but I feel like they don't do much. So I'm going to say 13%. All right, Tactic, what kind of number do you want to put in? I'm going to go 50%. All right. So the actual percentage, they kind of gave a range. So I was going to accept the low end, but it's 25 to 30%. Yes. So Tactic has busted and Illegal has won this round. By going way under. So this one is going to be a little risque. Ooh. Um. It's about sloth sex. Mm. How long, how many seconds mm. does it take for sloths to mate? Seconds? Seconds. Does this include foreplay? Well, I don't I don't think they do that. Wait, maybe. time out. What a sad you life. Know. They do everything slow except for sex. Hey, I, <laughs> I didn't say it was necessarily slow. I'm just saying in the units of seconds. Yeah, it could be like it could be like thousands of seconds. Also, you go first, because I went first last time. I want to hear what you have to say. I'm going to say 20 seconds. Call it a two-pump chump. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Okay, I think it, I, it's got to be more than that, man. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with... I'm just going to double it. I'm going to go 40 seconds. All right, well, you're both wrong, because according to my source, it takes them five seconds. It is the quickest wow. thing that they do. That's so sad. So you've both Man. busted on this one. So moving on to sloth fact number three. So no points on that. Zero points on that one. I have to YouTube I'm still, this. I'm still winning. Okay. On average, in inches, how long are sloth's claws? No, oh, I thought that was going to be risky. Yeah, yeah. We, we did our one risque question. Um, Can you tell me the units or is that not relevant? In inches. In inches. Okay. Uh, you might have said that in the question. I might have just missed it. Uh, I'm gonna. Say, I don't think they're that long. I'm gonna say two point five inches. I'm gonna say three inches. Oh, you jerk! Well, we have a winner because their average length of claws is three to four inches long. So Tactic has actually <laughs> secured a point. I was so close. He, right, he did the whole Price is Right thing on you. Well, that's because I knew so, it was. I, you were close. I knew you were close. Okay, so there's two questions left, right, in the five questions, and we each have a point. That's true. This is very exciting. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to host the game. You, you, no, you, you're, you go you're good. You're, you're adding, like, some suspense to the game. It's great. So the next question. How long can sloths hold their breath underwater? Give me the um, units or minutes on this one. Oh, so it's long. Okay, Tech, you're first. All right, so I actually know they're quite excellent swimmers. 
Um, they actually <laughs> move faster on the water than they do in land. Fun fact for you. So, well, that's not saying much. So I'm going to say they can hold their breath underwater for five minutes. Oh, no, it's longer than that. It's it's eight minutes. All right, so Illegal actually won this one, but you're both absurdly wrong. It's actually 40 minutes. What? I won. I'll take it. <laughs> I will absolutely take it. That's uh, insane. I like to think it's because their body doesn't need a lot of energy, so it's probably not expending as much oxygen. So well, they probably don't need to breathe as much. I don't. I yeah, don't really know. I'm convinced these are super animals. Imagine how much energy is expended during those five seconds of sex. <laughs> I mean, it has to very be true. insane. Um, <laughs> so, so okay, so I'm winning, and there's. Theoretically, one question left, but there's maybe also five more. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so this maybe last question is, on average, how fast do sloths crawl? And you can give me this in um, miles per hour. Mm. How fast do sloths crawl? I feel like it's faster than people think. You know, this is this is kind of, I'm going to change the units a little bit because I feel like this is a bit of a trick question. I'm going to make you give this to me in meters per minute if you can visualize that. How 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 does that help? That's that. Is, oh God. Okay. Can we do miles per hour? <laughs> okay. Do do miles per hour. But this one might be tricky. I feel like you'll both have an issue with this one. Okay, we're gonna do. Well, now it's it's like some weird decimal or something. I'm gonna say point seven six miles per hour. All right, tactic. What say you? I don't know what that translates to in meters per minute. Didn't he, do the math. Okay, so for those of you who can't see, he's currently trying to walk like a sloth in slow motion. You can see that the gears are turning in his head as he's slowly moving his arms. Still thinking. Point five. All right, so <laughs> I was right. You both busted on this one. They move point one five miles per hour. Okay, so I was well. We were in the ballpark on these bust ones. I was both closer. Prices right rules. At least I didn't say like two or something. Bob Barker chose these rules tactic. You can take it up with him. So how much time do we have? Because either I won or we keep going. I mean, listeners, do you prefer a longer episode? Best of ten. Best of ten. Okay, let's do the best of ten. Let's do this. They're they're not going to respond. They can't. They haven't heard this yet. I don't know. Did you you just hear them? I just heard them. The audience is right here. I don't know. All right. So the next one is how long does it take sloths to digest a piece of food in days? Uh, well, I guess I wish I knew how big the piece was, but I'm sure it doesn't say. Wait, I go first. Um, oh, you you go first. That's right. Seven Sorry. days. Sorry, how many days did you say? Seven days. Seven days. Um, I think I'm just thinking instead of thinking about the answer critically is that we should get a studio audience for these games. People clapping in the background. Um, I'm going to say it's less than that. I'm going to say, no, you know what? No, I'm going to say it's more than that. I'm going to say it's a fortnight, 14 days. All right. So illegal takes this one. It's actually 30 days. It can take them 30 days to digest a piece of food. That's right. I love how everyone I've gotten right, I've been not even close, but either slightly closer than Tactic or like he busted and I didn't. It's the best way to win this game. So now it's three to one. All right. So the next question. 
In inches, how long do sloths' tongue extend out of their mouth if they are to extend their tongue fully? Oh, mama. All right. It's like, it's it's 13 inches. It's a long boy. All right, Tectic, what do you think? I'm going to go six inches. So now we finally have illegal busting on this one. Um, their tongues are anywhere between 10 to 12 inches. So 13 oh, is just you were one, so close. one too many. This is garbage. All right. So um, right now we've got three to two. We've got one more. Well, we've got three more questions. But another good question for you guys is how many hours a day do wild sloths sleep? Uh Oh, Tactic, you're first. I'm going to go 15 hours. It's about to start singing my Jeopardy song. Uh, you know, I want to say 16, but I don't want to be that guy. So I'm going to say 18. All right. You've both busted on this one. A wild sloth sleeps for about 10 hours a day. What? I'm a sloth? Oh, God. Okay, now I'm going to mix this one up for you. How many hours a day do sloths in captivity sleep? Is this the next question? This or is, is, like a this is the next question, yeah. Okay, um, in captivity. I honestly don't know whether that means it's less or more. I'm going to say it's more, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Tactic's answer. I'm going to steal it. 15. All right, Tactic, what do you want to go with? I'm going to go with 13. All right, so you should have stuck with your answer, Tactic. He took my answer. Well, you should have gone one more because Legal got that one right. It's 15 to 20 hours a day. So that yes. means that a sloth in captivity actually is able to get more sleep because it doesn't have to worry about finding food. It doesn't have to worry about predators or anything like that. Your fun sloth facts for the day. All right, so. Amazing. Tactic, you can't win this one. But we'll do one final question anyway, because it's four to two. And even if you got this next one right, you would not be able to win. But how many centimeters long is an adult sloth? I'm going to go with in centimeters. Wait, what type of sloth? Three-toed or two-toed? An adult sloth. Three-toed or two-toed? This is a trick question. not sure if that's relevant. I don't think it's relevant. The site that I was on was talking about both types of sloths. So I don't think it's relevant. So in centimeters, I'm going to go with, let me think. So there's 2.54 centimeters in one inch. And I got to math this out, guys, because oh, I man. am. Too much math. I already had my answer, unless you picked the same one. I'm going to say they're about two feet, maybe a foot and a half. That's not in centimeters. Feet. He he's he's crunching the numbers over here. No, I don't know. I'm stressing because I want to get this right. Just pick a number. Uh, I'm gonna go with fifty. All right, I'm going with eighty-eight. All right, so legal has busted on this one. They Dang. are within the sixty to eighty centimeter long range. Okay, so I was close again, but I was wrong. It does, You know what, though? I still won. Yep, so what this means, now that you've all learned a lot of great facts about sloths, is that next week it is Illegal's turn to host the game show. Tactic, you're still in the loser bracket, but I guess that means you get to play, so you have more fun. 
I do. I do have more fun. You guys suck. And if so you had fun, you won. For 10 more slot facts. <laughs> yeah, before you guys go, if you like what you hear today or on any of our other episodes, we would sincerely appreciate that you give us a kind review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. In addition, make sure you check out our Patreon if you want more awesome content like what you just heard today. We've got a ton of extra exclusives. We have a bonus segment every month. We'll have a vlog every month if you're our um, squire or knight tier. And we just have a lot of great content. You'll give back to us. We give back to you. It's a fun time. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, drop us, drop us a line, drop us a comment, drop us a tweet. We're always happy to interact, and uh, we'll talk at you next week. Adios.